And welcome back to the For Film's Sake podcast, everybody. I am Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we are going to be talking about Netflix original content. Hell yeah. I am super excited about this topic. It's a topic that I love talking to people about, and mm -hmm. people get fucking tired of me hearing it, mm -hmm. uh, because I advocate this kind of content so fucking much. Okay. Uh, but before any of that, let's go straight to the mustard. What's up? It's episode 24. Episode 20 fucking four, man. I feel like we should dedicate this episode to Keith or Sutherland. Keith or Sutherland? <laughs> 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 it's like <laughs> it was gonna be on Netflix. This whole episode is now about Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> but no, uh, I turned into a fucking audience member on that one. The, Did not expect that. The uh, the, the mustard. Um, I had to take a little time getting here. I was I went to the gym, right? But um, what I didn't say was uh, it was actually the Pokey Gym. Oh oh, <laughs> were you actually at the Pokemon gym? I went to the Pokemon gym. You son of a bitch! I, I was like, he's gonna work out. He's gonna take like an hour. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll just give him an hour and a half to mm -hmm. go work out. Yeah. You were fucking playing Pokemon. I was working out my Pokemon. <laughs> I worked out my Pokemon. They got a damn good workout too. I'll tell you what. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know that we're talking about, Pokemon Go came out in the U.S. maybe mm -hmm. about less than a week ago. Yeah, yeah. And that shit has been taking everybody by huge, storm. I mean, huge. it's insane. Mm -hmm. But it's so much fucking fun. Yes, it is. You have to catch them all. You, you can't catch to. some of them. You have to catch them all. Hell yeah, you do. Uh, it, the, the most interesting thing about that little um, fucking app that I found is that you really can tell who plays Pokemon Go mm. when it's three in the morning and you're walking around your neighborhood yeah. and there's five people like independently walking with a fucking light on their face. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's, yep. he's playing Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Yep. Or when you see four cars in front of a public building, yeah. just kind of like driving around very slowly, mm -hmm. they're playing Pokemon Go. They definitely are. <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a Pokestop and then a girl parked right beside me just sitting there with the phone. I'm like, definitely. I gave her the look. She was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Wilmington over the weekend because mm -hmm. um, uh, my friend, it was her birthday and nice. I've known her for six years and mm -hmm. Shout out to you, Abby. Happy fucking birthday. Happy birthday, Abby. Yeah. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were Wilmington. We went over there. It was a fucking interesting trip to get there. And then mm. we're in the river walk, uh, like right next to the beach. Yeah. And I see. <laughs> and we're all walking around in a group. And two people come in with their phones fucking Hell yeah. frantically searching around them. Yeah. And uh, my one of our mates goes like, what are you looking for? He's like, Magikarp. <laughs> I need a Magikarp. <laughs> and you're like it's over there it's over there in the dock and they just fucking legged it to yep. the dock yep so like this app has brought people together in a way that i've never seen any game do it before it's oh yeah fucking incredible oh yeah having so much fucking fun with it the the only like downside i've had to it so far well it hasn't but it's just like making myself aware that it can be a downside mm -hmm. is um i was out i was out playing a couple of nights ago and looking for different Pokemon in my neighborhood. And like while you're doing it, you're basically just staring down at your phone the whole time, right. you know, as you're walking. And then after like 30 minutes of doing this, I noticed I was like in a, a neighbor's backyard, just like walking around their backyard. And it's like, I'm like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, a tall black guy, you know, just yeah. in the middle of the night in somebody's backyard looking for Pokemon. Like it's, it wouldn't end well for me. <laughs> you know? Like it started off very innocuous. You know, you just, I'm just chilling Pokemon. I'm like, no. I was thinking about that because the same thing happened to me at two yep. in the morning mm -hmm. i was just trying to catch a fucking oddish and suddenly i'm in like a neighbor's like backyard just crouching behind a bush like well the fuck is the oddish yes and then i realized that i'm also a, a relatively you know araby you could be a threat kind of yeah. guy yeah i could be a threat you could be a threat i'm brown enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what we've been doing i mean we've been playing pokemon go yep. having a lot of fun with it i started uh, back playing uh, world of warcraft 
You started back? I did. Oh, nice. How's that going? I gave my life to it. I mean, that's, <laughs> I've dedicated my life to leveling to 110. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's Is that, Wasn't the level cap like two years ago, like 80? Uh, two years ago, um, the when I, I started playing when it was 60, then got up to 70, then 80, stopped playing. Now it's at 100, and the expansion comes out, and it's going to 110. Fuck me. What yeah. level are you? I have two of them that are 90, one that's 100, and another that's like 92. I feel like at that point, like when you reach 90 on Warcraft, mm -hmm. leveling up must be such a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Because like, the experience that you get from killing anything is like... Eh. It's, it's like the rage. I get to let go of some of the rage. And... <laughs> Matter of fact, like my, my biggest, I've probably talked about it before, uh, road rage. Yeah. It's the biggest thing, like the biggest rage for me in life. You are because, pretty fucking road rage. Oh, man. I get all the you way You could be in the middle of a conversation talking about like flowers and shit and mm -hmm. some dude calls you up. It's like, that motherfucker. Yes. Yes. Immediate, like, immediate transition. Like the thing is like with sharing the way is like I can, I get to pick and choose who I want to share my time with, mm -hmm. you know, but you can't pick and choose who you're going to share the road with. This is true. You know, so if you're on a, a one lane road behind someone, the speed limit is 45 miles per hour and the person in front of you chooses to go 30, right. you know, and you can't, you have to do whatever that for, they're <laughs> dictating to you what you can do, you know, and that just pisses me off to no end. <laughs> You know, just because you want to be a slow ass, it's like, no, I'm not even asking you to speed. Yeah. I'm just asking you to go the speed limit. You know, I, 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 I did used to give you shit mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. But now that I'm driving, I got my driver's license mm -hmm. uh, about three months ago. I have a car now. I can yep. move places. Yep. Now that I'm the one driving, mm -hmm. I turn into that guy, too. Yes, I see you going 10 under the speed limit. I'm like, dude, yes, you can go a little bit fucking faster, can you? Um, and the, the 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 last thing part is like um we I get off on Billy Graham you know for for class mm -hmm. getting off on this exit there's like two miles of traffic all on that exit so like a good person like I said before I'll get in the back of that line and then wait yeah. my turn and then assholes they'll go to the very very front and just cut somebody off can and get I, in front of them can I admit something to you're you? that asshole I I was that asshole today I swear to God <laughs> I swear to sweet baby Jesus like that that is my hundred my I rage out every Every morning you know, you know what the worst part about what I did today was? What? I totally knew the person that I cut off. Mm. I was like, I looked them in the eyes. I was like, ah. I, I like, <laughs> I raged out this morning. Like, I called so many people motherfuckers. Like, I can, like, I didn't, I went, the only thing I didn't do was get out of the car. That's how far that I went. Because I'm like, it, it reminded me of being like an elementary school and right. everybody's at the lunch line and we're all hungry. And then some asshole goes to the front of the line and skips in front of their friend. And now like everybody else is a place behind further back. Yep. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I will fucking kill these people. And it's like, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more angry at the, the person that's allowing it to happen than the person that's doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? I, I will admit like the person that didn't want me to do it mm -hmm. wasn't gonna let me do it yeah. but I just shoved my stupid car into the and, and, they, and they let it happen and, and they, 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 they happen. had to no they, they no to. no you wreck you let the wreck happen that's what that's what I want I want a person to hit me while they're trying to be a dick that's what I go for I'm not gonna stop I'm like oh well they're being a dick so I just gotta stop no hit me Every time, every Hit time. Me. Yes, please do it. <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, but that's, I take that energy and I go home to World of Warcraft and I kill random mobs just all day. That's fucking Yeah, funny. for like one XP, <laughs> you know, per kill, just to get off all that road rage. <laughs> and it's, it's helping a lot. It's helping a lot. That's fucking great. We all have that one game. Mine was Halo. Yeah, nice. I, don't, nice. I no longer have Xbox Live because mm. I'm a broke college student. Same. But I, I used to play Halo and when I used to get angry, I was like, I'm going to fucking kill some Hell 12 year old yeah. kids in Halo. Yes. And it, was, it felt so good. It does. So fucking good. It does. But anyway, apart from Road Rage and mm -hmm. Pokemon Go, mm -hmm. I feel like 
we haven't got to see each other we, uh, mm-hmm. the next week as we're recording like a couple of days when we usually record because I was out of town. Yep. What happened? What is what's been up? Um, I helped a I helped a friend move. No, oh, how did that fucking go? That was wild. Like, I mean, he he told me last <laughs> month he was like, "Hey man, can you help me move?" I'm like, "Sure, you know, you're my friend. I'll help you move, no problem." Right. So then he asked me again last week, and I was like, "Yeah, I appreciate you. You know, that was last month you asked me that, so I appreciate you saying something now a week before." Yeah, reconfirming. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, "Yeah, definitely." He was like, "All right, so uh, so Sunday." Mm-hmm. So then I hit you up. I'm like, "Yo, we're not gonna be able to record Sunday. I gotta help him move." I told him last month. Right. You know, so come Sunday. He lets me know that, oh, we're going to be driving down to Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, four hours away, picking up a U-Haul, then picking up um, picking up furniture from there, then going for Greenville, South Carolina, picking up furniture from there, then going to Seneca, South Carolina, and then back to Charlotte. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? So we started off at like 7, 8 in the morning and didn't get done till like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so beer is never on me again. Beer never on me. <laughs> like as far as me and that friend, like beer is never on me, never, not one more time. It's his job now. That's its oh, whole thing forever. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that. If I, if I if I if I ask you to do that, I would always have a beer when you came over. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm like this is Chris's beer. I wrote fucking marker on. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not it's not so much the move, but it was like um the manipulation. Of it. Right, you know the, the the trying to manipulate me into doing something, thinking that I'm moving from one place to another place, like ten miles, fifteen miles, right. and it's over hundreds of miles. You yeah, know? I think that's something you should disclose. It's like, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. interstate move. Yeah, 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 state to like, state. <laughs> yep. That's fucking awesome. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that you helped him move, but ugh. yeah. What about uh, you? Well, apart from watching a shitload of movies, yeah, uh, I haven't really done a lot. I mean, now okay. I have exciting news. I'm now a contributing writer for mm. a website based in Charlotte called uh, culture.org. Nice. Yeah. So I know I'm, somebody that writes for culture.org. Yeah, Dan Kava. Hell he's yeah. a movie makers podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's the reason I found out about the site. Yeah. And so I took about six months to like get my writing up to par. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a couple of reviews, one mm-hmm. of them being Deadpool, Swiss Army Man, yep. a Jim Jeffries review for his new special. Yeah. And I got better at writing, and then I applied to them, and I became a contributing writer. Yeah. And now I'm writing about performance arts and comedy, and that includes anything from, like, dance to yeah. music to stand-up comedy. So I'm writing about those. Hopefully, I can sneak my way into film. Um, I got to interview a comedian nice. called Beer Das, mm-hmm. an Indian comedian. Okay. And that was a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun sort of being able to, to write, because yeah. I, I write reviews in my spare time. Yeah. Um, but they want me to do a Netflix pick of the month mm-hmm. uh, for the website. Which is super exciting. I yeah, can I is. can flex some of my writing muscles. I can create a portfolio. Yeah. And sort of get it started and eventually incorporate the podcast into that somehow. Hell yeah. So what's, it's super fun. What's the website they can go to for that? It's uh, culture.org, but it's, it's spelled C L T U R E dot org. Hell yeah. It's uh, it's based in Charlotte. Uh, so most of what you're going to see in performance arts is gonna be shows that are currently in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have a film uh, section, they have a food section. Mm. And they, I think they even have like a fashion. Maybe? Nice. I don't, I don't really know. It'll fit. Um, but they're a super cool platform for website, and they're, how do you say, it? they're always looking for something exciting to show. Yeah. In their website, so if you are um, an aspiring comedian, an aspiring musician, or anything, and you've managed to land a gig somewhere, I would recommend that you hit them up and let them write about you because they're super cool. They have around eight thousand followers on Twitter, something like nice. that. So. 
they're a super cool, cool platform, and I'm running for them. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that turns into a paying gig somewhere down the line. Yeah. Super fun. I love writing about film. I um, actually read your review for uh, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man, I fucking love that movie. Like, I, if you if, if anyone heard the uh, the podcast before, you mentioned it. And I was like, it's probably not a movie I'm gonna go see because it's not like in my alley. But after reading it, I'm gonna see this movie. That's fucking great. I'm That's what see. I want to do. It was a, a very very good review. I, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It's, it's been. Talking about Swiss Army Man, it's been one of my favorite movies to date. Mm. Uh, it's not, it's not. I'm not gonna say it's my favorite movie, yeah. Um, but it's definitely in the top five favorite mm. movies that I have. Yeah, and it's the directors Daniels. Uh, there are two directors actually. Uh, they call themselves Daniels as a duo. Okay, they did a phenomenal fucking job directing nice. this movie. Nice, and it's fun. It's whimsical. Mm. It's sad and kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. And they they do it with fart jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really fucking incredible. Nice. Uh, so I'm super excited to be able to. I just like writing about movies and shit. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited to be able to do that. Uh, anything else that I've seen? I saw. What else? I saw Donnie Darko. Nice. I finished Donnie Darko. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, super great movie. Very dark. Yeah. No idea what the fuck happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. God damn it. But it is a fucking phenomenal piece yeah, of film. It is. And uh, I want to I make an episode on Donnie Darko just so I I'm can do it. my research mm-hmm. and like, talk about Donnie Darko. Hell yeah. But what the fuck was that? It's a trip, man. It, it really is. And like, time tra- like, it's time travel, but it's not time travel like Back to the Future yeah, time travel. Yeah, huh. It's like philosophical time travel. Sure. And you're like, what the fuck? And I really, really, really liked it. Plus, yes. Jay Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal did a fantastic mm-hmm. job in that movie. Yeah. Uh, so good. Yeah, Maggie. <sighs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I cut up on something, too. I've rewatched In Bruges. Okay, yeah. Fucking love that movie so yeah. much. Something yeah. about the grammar of that movie. Okay. I, I just cut up on a lot of film that I wanted to watch. Mm. And I started Game of Thrones, like I said last episode. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of going on overdrive yeah. lately. Because I the first week I was like tired. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do with my time. So yep. I'm just going to Yeah. And then I wrote a thing. I, I'm writing scripts again. Yeah. Uh, I think I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm in the process of rewriting it mm-hmm. just to make it a little bit, uh, how do you say, brevi- from editing for brevity. Yeah, yeah. And just simplicity. <sighs> so exciting. Hell yeah. I'm doing so many things and I'm taking a script writing class and mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, this is awesome. Hell yeah. I'm doing my job. You're taking another class too with uh, Lon. Yeah, Lon. That's a script writing class. Yeah. Oh, that the... the um... Oh, oh, oh. No. Okay, okay. Uh, what I did do is he does teach... Um, acting classes Lon yeah. does teach acting classes outside of school yeah and i went to sit in one of the classes nice uh, to see if it was something that i wanted to do yeah and and it's, it's generally a lot of fun i got to see the process of actors adjusting themselves to yeah. work a scene yeah and how lawn directed them mm-hmm. and it was really fascinating to see them try one approach and then long going like, try another thing yeah yeah and they went completely different and some of the takes that they did we're complete 180 from each other. And I it, was, see that. it was fucking insane. Hell yeah. Seeing the same face doing the same scene in another way entirely. Yeah. Uh, some of them even redefined some of the scenes that have been done in films that yeah. we recognize and they made it their own. So definitely seeing actors, mm-hmm. uh, how do you say, it? like interact with a scene, I know. Yeah. interact with a scene is really fascinating and I'm super into it. Hell yeah. Uh, anything you want to say before we cut over to the main body? Um, uh, Nope. No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, so oh, what's up, Keith What's oh. good, Keith Sutherland? Episode 24, what's good? <laughs> Represent Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to move into the main body, which is Netflix Originals. It should be super fun. Yeah. Welcome back, motherfuckers. We're going to talk about Netflix. There we go. <laughs> back just like that. Just like that. Um, okay. So Netflix, obviously, huge topic to cover. Mm-hmm. It's fucking massive. Um, but we're talking about Netflix original content. Yes. And for those of you that are unaware, which I reckon it's nobody, but I'm still going to go into the explanation. Okay. Netflix original content is content independently produced by Netflix. Mm-hmm. There's no company attached to it. Mm-hmm. There's no other third-party production. It is Netflix. It is licensed by Netflix to go straight into their platform. They, they do have some deals with um, with companies to where like... Um what was it, Arrested Development? Right. You know, it was already produced, and then Netflix, they uh, they made a deal. Uh, Peaky Blinders was one like that, too. It right. was already by BBC, and they made a deal. There's a few that like that, but a lot of it's just original, only Netflix. Right, there's a few exceptions to the rule. Yeah. And those still count. As long as it has the Netflix original label on yep. it, we're open to talk about Hell it. Hell yeah. Um, but Netflix, for me, was is such a fascinating platform. Because mm. I was with Netflix when it started. Immediately yeah. from the year that it started, me and my dad got a membership for Netflix. Mm. And they used to ship DVDs to us. Yeah. And you would ship them back. Yep. We would always get them like two weeks late because we suck at mailing the fucking things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we were, we were were with them from like the start of Netflix. Same. And seeing a platform that was purely devoted to making content accessible, mm-hmm. evolve into a platform that's no longer doing that more efficiently than any other platform out there, but also letting letting people make their own content yep. for their platform without restrictions, uh, without the sort of faff that comes from making uh, tele- network television, uh, the sort of faff that comes from sensors and movies, mm-hmm. all that sort of wonderful, delightful, meaty goodness that film studios and television studios force you to cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, often make their way into the Netflix shows because Netflix is like, we don't give a shit about that. We're not showing this to people that don't want to see it. Yeah. You now have a choice. (laughs) Yeah, you do. And this is what, for me, the Netflix original debate comes down to. It's like freedom of entertainment, uh, which sounds dramatic, but I wrote an article about this for a podcast. Mm. The same thing that happened to television now with Netflix happened to radio when podcasts started becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. We had a format that everybody would listen to, but they didn't have the freedom of what to listen in that format. Yep. And then podcasts came in and independent shows started happening. Mm-hmm. People were like, fuck the radio formula. We're doing it ourselves and yeah. we are developing a platform exclusively to release in this information. And it's grown into a massive fucking thing. That's what's happening to television yeah. and film. We're seeing a sort of rebellion in the entertainment industry mm-hmm. for people that no longer want to consume content the traditional way because it limits to what they can watch and when they can watch it. Mm-hmm. Netflix has given them the ability to go like, you know what? We released a whole season of Jessica Jones. All at Here's once. our third episode, mm-hmm. 13 episodes. You can choose how to watch them, when to watch them. We don't give a fuck. Just yeah. how you watch them. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty about Netflix. It gives, it gives the consumer a choice where they no longer had one. Mm-hmm. And it gives them a choice without having to be presented with a faff of commercials and having to do all of this sort of um, bullshit, put up with the bullshit that we no longer want to put up with with television and cable. Mm-hmm. Netflix said, you don't have to. And so that's why Netflix has been so incredibly popular, in my opinion. There's a, um, the, the one thing that, that is, um, that's throwing like a, a wrench in all of it for me right now is um, spoilers. Spoilers. Like there wasn't, there wasn't really, I, had, I didn't have to deal with spoilers or the idea of the spoiler alert, you know, 10 right. years ago or pre-Netflix. And now when uh, Orange is the New Black comes out, and I watch all 13 episodes in one night, 
then the next day, who can I talk to about with it? Right. You, you have know? to talk to the only other obsessed person that watched all 13 episodes well, at night. As I'm saying, or who can I talk to about next week or the week after that right. or the week after that? Is that when you have television programming that comes out week by week, then like Walking Dead, if it comes out on a Sunday, then I can go talk to people about it on Monday. Right. You know, you fucked, you're fucked if you didn't see it Sunday. You're just fucked. Yeah. You know, Orange is the New Black, I can go see it Sunday and then I can come back and I can't talk about it with anybody. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not like a um, there's not a limit. It, I, I wish we just had some more some more boundaries and ground rules. For about, me, about I, I always I always tell this to my friends. Mm. If the show has been on Netflix for a month, a month, I can talk about it. A month, I can talk about. I it. I feel like that's too long. No, here's why I feel like it's not too long. Mm. Uh, a month is just the right amount of time for you to like watch a show, mm. maybe rewatch it, or maybe watch it very, very slowly. A month is the right amount of time mm. to do that. After a month, you're kind of fucked. If, if something is good and you haven't seen it for a month, then you don't care about it as much as I do. I feel exactly. Like. You know, no. so I'm like, I'm not, I'll give you a week. I'll give anybody, everybody a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like if Game of Thrones comes out and then it comes out on a Sunday mm-hmm. and then I, the person hasn't seen it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then, you know, come the next Sunday, like, no, I'm not waiting a full week. <laughs> you know, so the same thing you. with that Netflix, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm giving you one week, not a month. You get a full seven days because either you care about the show or you don't, right. <laughs> you know, and if it takes you more than seven days to watch it, then I don't care if I spoil it for you. You no, fuck yeah, yourself yeah. about not watching it within a week. That's absolutely, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm also a person that doesn't give a shit about spoilers yeah, very much. Same. Like I watch television. Yep. Um, for the entertainment value and the technic and the technical value of it, yeah. that's what I that's what I do. Mm. So like spoilers for me, I don't really give a shit because mm. uh, if the movie's good, I'll still enjoy it. Hell yeah! Uh, or if the television's good, I'll still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, people get weird with spoilers now. They're yeah. like, D- don't talk about it, don't spoil it. Yeah, I was like, dude, uh, it's been like four weeks. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> I want to talk about it. Let me talk about it. Take it easy. Which I guess is the reason we have a podcast about yeah. film and television because yep. we just wanted to talk about shit that we couldn't talk about. Yeah. Because people around them was like, shut the fuck up already. On everything. <laughs> On everything. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I have a long list of so many Netflix originals. I mean, they've, they've been putting out so much content over the past, what, four years at least? Putting out their yeah, own original at, at content? Least, at least uh, four years they were trying out the platform for Netflix originals. Mm-hmm. And in the last two years, they've really been like, holy shit, this works. Yeah, it does. They've it been making works. shit. Yeah. Um, I think... For me, the mic is motorcycle asshole. Mm. For me, the mic, the mark of um, when Netflix said this works was Jessica Jones. No, uh, no, one hundred percent disagree. One hundred percent disagree. House of Cards. House of Cards. No, see, House see. of Cards won awards. House of Cards was the largest watched thing. No, on I'm not Netflix saying that ever. Netflix Jones is the best content that they've. Produced. You said you know when it works. That's why I said it was. I said <laughs> that's when they decided to keep working on that platform. I, mm. I feel like, in my opinion, because like House of Cards came out, and I was like holy shit, House of Cards is really amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. But then Daredevil came out and I was like, okay, I'm digging the Netflix original stuff. Daredevil was a Netflix original. No, I'm t- there, there's like a lot of things that came out between uh, House of Cards and Daredevil. No, yeah. I'm, I'm aware. Okay, all right. But I'm talking about like, let me specify. I'm talking about like the metrics that was says like, this became a thing that people are talking about constantly. Okay. Right? I feel like House of Cards started the trend. Mm. Then Daredevil come out and people are like, holy shit, Daredevil's really good. Mm. I, I'm starting to trust uh, Netflix. Okay. And then Jessica Jones came out and people are like, okay, whatever Netflix does, I'm going to watch it because Netflix made it. 
That was kind of like that was kind of like the mainstream topics that I saw when Netflix was becoming a huge I, thing. I might kind of be just out of the mainstream yeah. of that then, because <laughs> like for me it was it was House of Cards. It was I seen House of Cards. I'm like it won all the awards, mm-hmm. and then I kept watching it. Season one and season two had Kevin Spacey, Robin Wright. I was like, this is one of the best television shows. It's not on television. Oh, yeah. And then all the critics agreed. And I, and they continue to make more originals. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was my breaking point for was uh, was that. But like I said, they, they did continue. Like we can say it was Jessica Jones, Daredevil, anything in between. And I agree yeah. with the fact that House of Cards is definitely sort of like the catalyst. It was the groundbreaker. It was the catalyst. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was after the release of Jessica Jones where Netflix mm-hmm. announced that we're bringing over forty six Netflix original shows. Mm-hmm in their platform. Mm. Uh, so I feel like they just kind of stack together all those successes. I'm talking to numbers of people that watch them, not which show is the better one. Yeah. Um, but like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and House of Cards were mm. definitely the three shows that made people go like Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is it. Yeah. And then we got Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black is which, a staple in there now. Which is really good. a new staple. I can't see any other show that did what Orange is the New Black is doing. Especially when trying to bring issues of racism and and sexuality and all that kind of stuff that Orange is the New Black brings to the table. Yeah. I don't think they could get away with that in any other television platform. Those might be... Uh... Like I said, I don't know. I feel like I might be out of mainstream a little bit now because, like, yeah, I didn't, there. I didn't, I don't, I didn't see any of the wave of the Jessica Jones. Like, I mean, I just, I felt it for myself. Right. Like, I knew that I loved it, but then I go out and I'm like, "Have you seen Jessica Jones?" I'm like, nope. <laughs> or, or if I talk about Daredevil, I'm like, I love Daredevil. This is the best original Marvel thing. It's so much better than the television shows. Season one is great. Season two is great. Have you all seen Daredevil? Nope. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Here's, here's also the thing that I, that I think happens. Yeah. Uh, where did you have most of the conversations? Was it like with your friends or was it like at school trying to get people to talk to them? It's everywhere. Everywhere. Because <laughs> I feel like what happened to me was when I went to school, yeah. people were like, no, I haven't seen it. I just don't care about it. I wouldn't it. expect them to. And you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then, so I, I used to actually get frustrated at our students, yeah, our student body for not sort of acknowledging all these really great platforms. Yeah. But for like my friends and kind of like the geek part of the internet that i saw yeah there was a huge uproar okay for daredevil and jessica jones and house nice. of cards when they came out nice uh so i also spent a lot of my time on the internet mm. i go to a lot of forums okay so like the amount of reviews that i saw the amount of positive feedback that i saw all right uh for all three of them were absolutely fucking overwhelming nice uh so i think that may be it i think that i, I that i spend a lot of time in the digital world yeah because i write reviews and that's mm. a lot of what i consume so I did see a lot of the uproar for all of these shows. Okay. They just weren't expressed in person because people are kind of like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like the only, the only time that I get to see that it actually is getting feedback is critical, critical claim. Right. Because like even with the Maria Bamford show, like I'm talking about it everywhere and then I go talking about it everywhere and nobody's mm-hmm. ever heard of it. So the, um, the only thumbs up I got was going on Rotten Tomatoes with like 92% fresh. And I'm like, oh, cool. I agree. <laughs> Someone you know? agrees with yeah. me. And that's also like a House of Cards. Like I watched the first season and I was like, this is great. You talk mm-hmm. to anybody. I've never heard of that show. Never Never seen it, won't watch it. And then it got all the awards. I'm like, oh, good. Okay, that's, I'm on the right track. <laughs> I was right then. Yeah. House of Cards was a fascinating show for me yeah. because it was such a different, playful thing to happen to television. Mm. Like it was dark and it was fucking heartbreaking and yeah. sort of like, yeah. but uh, the way that it was filmed, the fact that the directors, uh, had fun with the episodes they directed, mm-hmm. the fact that David Fincher directed a couple of episodes. Sure did. Fucking bananas. I mean, yeah. how good that show is. It is. And like the way that uh, Frank, uh, Frank, Frank Underwood, Underwood. Mm-hmm. talks to the audience themselves. I mean, yeah. breaks the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. It's something that's usually seen in a silly tone, but 
uh, fucking yeah, like house of cards. It's like, uh, it's like, no, you know, this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. Frank has dialogue with you. You have dialogue with Frank. Mm -hmm. It's a really immersive show. And I'm super glad that Netflix existed as a platform yes. to make that happen. Because if that show had been on network television, Gone. half of the shit on it wouldn't have worked out. Mm -mm. And that show would be dead by now. So dead. So yeah. dead. I mean, the West Wing was lucky it hung on at the time that it did. So House of Cards wouldn't have made it in mm -mm. 2010 plus. Like, it just wouldn't have. No, it wouldn't So have glad it did. And Kevin Spacey, I mean, I, another thing that I'm really liking is the transition from movie stars working their way into television. And right. Netflix is really opening the doors for that. And I think that because it no longer translates to film versus television. Mm. I feel it like because now the transition is between uh, long form format mm. and episode format, yep. episodic. Yep. So that's what the transition is turning into for me. The fact that we call it television is just a colloquialism. It is. Yes. From the past when yep. they used to be on television. It's a full colloquialism like yeah. um, like saying roll up the windows and there's nothing to actual roll anymore exactly. with your hand. <laughs> yeah. Netflix has changed the way that we sort of approach content as creators. Because mm -hmm. now we have the feature length film and we have episodic format. And every episode in itself can be as long as one hour and yep. 40 minutes, uh, which is almost the length of a feature film. It's just an episodic format. Yep. And so I don't think that the the transition between actor, movie actor, and television actor is as defined now. Yeah. Because it's a bit of a blurred line right now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which is another really great thing that I'm glad Netflix is doing because it gives actors an option and what kind of characters they would like to perform in mm -hmm. and what kind of roles they would like to take. Yeah. So we see people like Kevin Spacey thinking, you know what? That's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting premise. I'll do it. And we get shows like House of Cards. <laughs> we also, um, like I brought up earlier, Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. You get a show that was so good on television and, of course, canceled because it was so right. good. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Netflix recognized how good the show was and then brought it to Netflix and then brought it back to life. Right. You know, and can you imagine the money that Netflix can make of a fucking thing like that? I mean, the, the potential for for that is so big. Oh, yeah. Because there are so many television shows that that happens to. Yeah, and they already have an established audience. Right. You know, so if Netflix was around when um, uh, Firefly went off the air back in the day, then they would, would be right there. Up. Is that what we... And we also wouldn't have gotten um, The Avengers because Joss Whedon would have been busy <laughs> working on his television shows. <laughs> <laughs> because of that. But you know what? I think I would have been fine with The Avengers you, you and would, more Firefly. I would have been totally fine. I'm cool with that, too. Yeah. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make in my life. Fuck yeah. I can do without Iron Man. I want I want the fucking cowboy. The All space right. cowboy. Yeah. All <laughs> right. But, I mean, Netflix, this is where it gets a little bit sort of, I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want people to think that I absolutely think the Netflix platform is perfect. Mm. Because it's really not. I mean, it has its own sort of problems uh, when you're talking about, okay, so what about independent uh, film producers, mm. independent television producers now? What happens to them? How do they approach a Netflix platform? Mm. And it is a lot easier than having to approach a studio television platform. Sure. But you still have uh, there's you still have a, a system that you have to go through, sure do. and it's, it has its own set of challenges mm -hmm. as filmmakers. And not only that, but then you also got to think of like, oh, when can I have my Netflix content? Mm. Um, like if I have, for example, Daredevil season one today, mm. and I watch it all today, uh, when am I going to be able to watch season two? It's going to be in production for two years. When yep. am I going to get that? Uh, so you're kind of fucked in that in the way that Netflix keeps a. Netflix doesn't release a lot of information for releases. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't do a whole lot. It doesn't. I don't necessarily know how the licensing process for Netflix work mm. and how they keep licenses. So that's like I would like a little bit more transparency from the platform to know what it's going. I feel like that's something the entire film industry needs. Mm. You saw a little bit more transparency. 
because the film industry is sort of obstrued, uh, like opaque by all of this secrecy and sort of money trails and sure. nobody wants you to see. Sure. So I would like to see a little bit of that and I would like to see how that would impact the Netflix platform mm. um, because I'm now seeing a lot of independent content creators um, that get their stuff on Netflix. I mean, uh, Rooster Teeth got Red versus Blue on Netflix. Yeah. Become a, because it became That's a really a good show thing. too. Yeah, Red it's super Blue. hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, Video Game High School started as a YouTube series, also moved on into Netflix. Uh, by Freddie Wong. I watched a few episodes of that. Yeah. And they're all super fun content. I mean, it's not something that I would watch, Mm. but the idea that independent content creators can be like, I have this thing Mm. that has a fan base and I would like it to, I would like to add it to your platform. It's a lot of fun and I like that it's happening. What do you, what do you feel about the, um, like the mediator not being there anymore? I like it. I'm, I'm a big fan of it too. I'm a yeah. huge fan of it. And I've, I've been talking to that about um, with, with one of my friends with there being no filter really there, no mediator to dictate to us. Because before, you know, with, with television, um, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, there was that mediator, basically a wall. So all of this content would go to that wall mm-hmm. and then they would decide what content would make it through. Right. You know, and now with that, that filter kind of being lifted or just opened up a little bit more, now that allows so much out into the world. So where a, a lot of this stuff that that's coming out isn't necessarily good. Right. It's not necessarily good, but the good thing about it is that it is coming out. It's that it's, it's entertainment and you can choose what's good to you. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing with, with me, with all entertainment with, uh, with music. There's a guy named ice JJ fish. <laughs> he, he's for all intents and purposes. He's terrible. He is horrible. You yeah. know, but, but I find him very entertaining, right? You know, but it's like, but musically, I know he can't sing. I know he can't play the piano. He's not even an artist at that, yeah. you know, but <laughs> he, he is entertaining to me in the way that a jester is, I mm-hmm. guess. And I find him entertaining. So I want to watch it. And when, when that, that medium was there, when that filter was there, I had no access to that. Right. I had no access to that terrible it just had to be terrible by itself <laughs> absolutely and mm-hmm. no one no one would get the chance to experience that yes and i think that this is not only a netflix exclusive phenomenon mm-hmm. has to do with the the fact that the internet is such a big part of our culture now yes. um, because we no longer depend on someone else to tell us what to watch mm-hmm. we can go to youtube and people are making content by the fucking load Hell yeah i mean uh, it takes there's 20 there's three days of footage mm-hmm. uploaded to youtube daily Mm. Uh, three days worth of footage that's a shitload of content lots and you can find literally almost anything that you want on the internet and someone has made a video for it someone has made a review for it someone has talked about it so I think that um, what you're saying is, is, is a is a result of having the filter of how we can get information opened oh yeah um, because uh, and not only it not only affects entertainment, it affects like the way we gather information, mm-hmm. political information, social information, all that kind of stuff. The way we communicate, yep. social media even has helped a lot with mm-hmm. that. So like it's not that uh, I think that the filter isn't exclusive to entertainment. Yeah, I think that we've just opened up channels for information, mm-hmm. and that in one of those information, one of those channels happens to be for entertainment, mm-hmm. and that's where Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, all of those streaming services come in. But what I do think all of the other platforms are doing that is not as good as Netflix mm. is making it as consumer friendly as Netflix is making their content, okay. which is the most important part because I can go to Hulu and I can go watch a movie in mm-hmm. Hulu, mm-hmm. but Hulu still showers me with ads. So I mean, this is the reason why I have an iPhone and not a Samsung or any other kind of phone because right. it made it easy. It took everything that I wanted and just made it accessible and made it easy as shit. Right. And that's what Netflix did. Like I, I use Hulu sometimes and use Amazon Prime 
um, a number of different things, you know, to watch movies and television, but Netflix is a go-to, and it's not because they have the most content, it's because the accessibility. Right. Theoretically, Amazon Prime has way better content than content. Netflix do. Yep. Netflix does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get new movies, mm-hmm. relatively new television shows on Amazon yep. Prime and Hulu, but mm-hmm. Netflix is just easier to sit down and watch. It is. And that's where that's that's what people don't realize about when you're designing a product. Yeah. You can have the best fucking product in the world, mm-hmm. but if it's hard to use and yeah. people don't really like the interface, then you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, do me. you do you have a personal favorite Netflix original? I do. Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. <laughs> 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 and and Jessica Jones, I want to like we've talked when Jessica Jones came out, we've mm-hmm. talked how much we enjoyed it. But I think the most fascinating part for Jessica Jones for me mm-hmm. was how they didn't treat women like, like a woman. woman. Mm-hmm. They treated them like people. Yeah. And it was just refreshing to see and like the fact that the the showrunner was a lady mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. I mean, it just showed it just showed that that platform is perfect for that kind of television show. It is, and and I really, 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 really enjoyed seeing a new perspective on superheroes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun for me. Jessica Jones has said Daredevil is also it. Uh, Daredevil, I think, took a lot of the grid mm-hmm. away from the superhero genre, but added its own unique brand of grit. So it took the generic sort of like sand yeah. and it added, you know, like fertile soil. It did. And I really, really enjoy whatever they're doing. They did. Yeah. I, um, my initial favorite was House of Cards. They're four seasons in now. Like first two seasons are great. And I'm, anybody, everybody should watch House yeah. of Cards season one and two. Season three and four. All right. They're all yeah, right. Well, that's yeah. what happens to every show. All right. Except for Orange is the New Black. Except for Orange is the New Black. Orange is the New Black. They came out on this season, and it's the best season they've ever made. Mm-hmm. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that, that just doesn't happen very, happen very often. And that's mm-hmm. why I want to promote Orange is the New Black so hardcore. I, I, I do want to sit down and watch Orange is the New, is the new Black. That new season yeah. so good. Jinji Kohan <laughs> and um, uh, the, uh, the creator of the show. And they, they address something that I've still yet to address uh, yet on the podcast mm-hmm. because they, they, they address the uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, issue mm-hmm. on uh, Orange is the New Black, and I'm I'm not a fan of of groups or um, movements movements so much. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of yeah. of any kind. You know, so whether that's against women or whether that's against any a particular race, how whatever that is, you know, I'm just not a fan of it whatsoever. But I mean, at a later date, I'll have something to say about it. But Orange is the New Black, they addressed it without being preachy and just hitting you over the head with it. Right. You know, they just made you sit with it, and right. it, it was it, I, it was I, done so well. I think that's that's more to be said on the side of good writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have good writing, you can do things like that because they are based on some sort of truth. That's exactly what it and is. And so, yeah, and because they do that, mm-hmm. you're able to sort of adapt them into a worldview a lot easier. Yep. Which is why I liked also Jessica Jones a lot mm-hmm. um, because it addressed mental illness in a way that no, really no other television show kind of did it. Mm-hmm. Did it very honestly when you're talking about PTSD and depression and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Jessica Jones did it very disguisedly. It did it well. It did and it, well. it did it very, very well. It did it well. Uh, so, like, what shows like Orange is the New Black, mm. Jessica Jones, Daredevil are doing, is that they can get away with that shit mm. because they don't have a filtered agenda. They can have their own agenda. Sure can. They can say what they want to say um, because Netflix is a lot looser with yeah. their restrictions on what they can say and what they cannot say. 
and that's where that's where it gets to some of my actual favorite TV shows now. Trailer mm-hmm. Park Boys, absolutely. That's Fucking love Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys, like you, where you're talking about letting the guidelines go and the things you can and can't do. They do whatever the fuck they want to do. Absolutely. You know, there's like three white guys that live in the trailer and are just off what were like Bubbles, Ricky, and uh, can't think of the other guy's name. Um, uh, Richard? No. Bubbles, know. Ricky. And uh, Julian and Julian, Julian. Yeah, and Julian. <laughs> you know? I, love I love the fact that Julian always has a rum and coke in his hand. Yep. Everywhere that he goes, <laughs> rum and coke, drinking that shit. I mean, that's that was one of my favorite TV shows for a while. That was a Netflix original. Yeah, it went over to there. Um, my girlfriend's favorite Netflix original is uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I like that show too. That's um, Ellie Kemper. She was on uh, The Office for a while. She played yeah. a secretary. So now she's gone from having. Like on the office, she was like what? Five people were built ahead of her, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, Steve Steve Carell, the guy, the black guy that played Dwight, uh, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. Um, his his Pam. I can't think of her real name. Nah, no. Nah. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't but, know. yeah. But like, so many people were built ahead of her. Mm-hmm. You know, and now she's starring in her own television show. Right. It wasn't gonna be network television, mm-hmm. but you can star on a network Netflix television show series, and it's doing so well. Yeah, because it's. Here's the thing. Uh, another Netflix is really good for comedy. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is great. I'm not going to say really good. I'm going to say it's really great mm-hmm. for comedy mm-hmm. because your filters are looser. Great. You can say what you want to say and make fun of what you want to make fun of as a writer and a showrunner mm-hmm. and get away with it because it's on Netflix. I'm, I'm going to go further say it's better for content in general. This is true. Because, I mean, if with drama, you can go a lot darker. With comedy, you can go, you know, farther. Mm-hmm. It's like you just your your limit is stretched so much farther with with Netflix as opposed to the colloquialism that we're using for television. Right. You know. Uh, and I, I, I think the best way to summarize Netflix as a platform for content mm-hmm. is that it's, it's, it's broadened the horizons for content creation. Mm-hmm. And it's made it more accessible for you to put your things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's made it more accessible for you to watch new things on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's made it more accessible for you to share with other people the experience of watching these great movies with. Which is another really great part that nobody addresses. Because you can go to a movie theater with friends mm. and be like, oh, we just went to a movie theater. That was the thing that we did. Yeah. But nothing really beats the fun of sitting around in a living room and popping in a movie, mm. popping in a DVD and just... Like, watching the movie and make jokes about it and rip it to shreds, even if it's a good movie. Mm. And Netflix lets you do that so easily. I, I like that it's, it's so much more personal now. Yeah. You know, like, who you saying, where you're going to the movies with friends and you're you're in a, a big group. Like, that's, that's one thing. Another thing is just, like, being in a dark room alone yeah. watching this content, you know, watching... 14 hours of, of, a, of a show <laughs> back to back to back alone like I, I really enjoy that as as much as I love going to the movies with a group of right. people so do mm-hmm. I. I, I I just think that it's done it, it started a revolution that nobody expected mm-hmm. in terms of like entertainment yeah. like cable companies didn't expect that because they're, they're up their assholes yep. trying to figure out what to do yep. um, film studios are like fuck we gotta get our shit on Netflix now yeah. Uh, the Avengers just made it to Netflix. The fucking Avengers yeah, made yeah. it to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, normally, they wouldn't need that platform. They mm. would make so much money on their own yeah. that they wouldn't need to be on Netflix. You know but they're do- Netflix. You know who doesn't need the Netflix? Corn Brothers. Corn Brothers. Yep, they, they do said, not need Netflix. Hell no. They said, fuck that shit, man. They don't do it. <laughs> Uh, other Netflix originals, um, Master of None is um, Aziz Ansari. This, this, and uh, the one I'm going to list next, Love by Judd Apatow, is um, mm-hmm. starring Gillian Jacobs and Paul Rust, which I watched an episode of after you recommended it to me, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really well written. 
this love and master of none are they may be the best two comedies on net and that's that's the that's stretching it very far because comedy is it's, it's all on the person of what you find funny right you know so you may not find either of these shows funny personally but I love Master of None and love. I recommend people to go check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good. They're, highly rated on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I watched an episode of um, of uh, fucking love. Love, yeah. Uh, and it was really, it was genuinely funny. It, it is. Was, it's really funny. It is. Judd Apatow is one of the very few that's doing uh, romantic comedies the right yep. way. He is doing it the right way, and I love it so much. Um, another, Marco Polo came back. Marco, Marco Polo. Yeah, Marco Polo came back. I watched the first season and the spinoff they did called um, Thousand Eyes, mm-hmm. Hundred Eyes or whatever. But uh, that's a Netflix original too. Nice. Really, really good. We talked about uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Both of those are Netflix originals. I think Grace and Frankie was. Was Grace and Frankie? Grace and Frankie is too. Uh, super fun show. I mean, the I premise is weird. I haven't seen one episode. The premise is that there's two married couples. I haven't seen an episode. Oh, the premise is that a friend of mine saw, saw them and told me that okay. they were funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two 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 couples like mm. two man and wife yeah and then <laughs> the man fell in love with each other and they divorced the wife so now the wives are like figuring out, like what the fuck do we do now okay uh that's that kind of weird premise which I, mm. again it's just like it's a show that wouldn't be able to exist in network television I'm gonna yeah. watch that show it it seems really funny and the actors are funny too Grace and Frankie Grace and Frankie like yeah. I've seen the uh, the cover and it was just like two older ladies. Right on the cover, something like what is this about? Like lesbian type stuff? <laughs> like really? I didn't. I didn't it, know. It's it's. I, I if I'm not mistaken, yeah. the two men fall in love with each other yeah. and they separate from their wives. I'm with that. And I think the wives stick together through the divorce. <laughs> I nice. think that's what's happening. Uh, which is interesting. I've never seen that shit happen. Yeah. It's fun. Not not like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm down for that. Uh, that's Grace and Frankie. That's also a Netflix original. Uh, Since eight. I don't know if they have a season two. Since eight. They uh, might have canceled it after season one. It is fucking phenomenally shot. It was really good. I, I can't say that I've sat down and watched it. I've mm-hmm. watched two or three episodes. Yeah. Um, but there's just so much shit to watch. It is. It is. So I haven't got around to watch the entirety of it. Yeah. But it is so well fucking shot. It is. I mean, so I just, I don't have, I don't personally have a personal life. Yeah. Like, my, <laughs> like really, like, this is my life. Like, you'd be like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Like, yes, I've seen it all. Do you know why? Because I don't do anything else except watch these things. Right. Like, seriously. I mean, that's, that's what I enjoy out of life. Become like, a you know? film critic. Get paid for it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but then, <laughs> then, then I'd hate my life. Like, oh, fuck, now I got to watch this movie. Now I got to do this. <laughs> you know, but um, finishing it off when we go over time too, uh, too yep. far. Uh, Sense8, really good show, really done, done well. They had a scene from, um, they had a scene to where they're seeing um, What's Going On by the Four Non Blondes. And I hate, the, no. the, hey, yeah, 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 what's going on? That song, yeah. I, I had that written in one of my scripts, and then when I seen that they did it, I had to take it out. I was pissed off and shit. Hell yeah! Still my idea. Hell yeah! Like Bitches. who? Who was singing Four Non Blondes? What's going on in 2016? <laughs> you know, I was pretty pissed they off are. when I seen that. They yeah. also did uh, a, a, like an orgy scene, which the, was not an orgy scene at all. It's just kind of like one one of them was having sex, and mm. everybody felt it. Oh, oh, it's insane! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So it was like an orgy scene. Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible! That was like episode three. Yep, Hell and yeah. the representations of like bisexuality and sexuality were amazing. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a good fucking show. It is. Um, nextly, uh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Um, I like how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I say like uh, Peaky Blinder. Peaky. Like you say it like they say it in the Peaky show. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. <laughs> That makes me giddy. <laughs> the <awesome>. blinders. 
<laughs> Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is in that. I was watch, I was listening to um to Movie Makers podcast, mm-hmm. and they were saying uh, how it was a travesty how Tom Hardy's not in any television uh, shows, and I was screaming through the tele the uh, the radio. Just like God, yeah. motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah. I'm like Piggy <laughs> Blinders, motherfuckers! Piggy <laughs> Blinders. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, Tom Hardy. If if you're interested in that, he's on Picky Blinders. Uh, Penny Dreadful. Uh, I teach her. I've up. been meaning to watch that one because it's like gothicy and Victorian, mm-hmm. and it's it's up my alley. We had a uh, Lon Bumgarner on episode like 11, 14, 14? Yep. on episode fourteen. Uh, he recommended Penny Dreadful a few months ago. Said it was great. Okay. So um, I'll take his word for it. Yeah. I haven't seen a single episode of Not it, that but, I. but I've seen the cover on Netflix, well. and now I'm intrigued. That's good enough for yeah. me. You can judge a, a, a movie by its cover. Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last, last three. Uh, Beast of No Nation, Idris Elba. That was a movie that came out by Netflix. That was the first movie, like a release in theaters right. for Netflix. So, I mean, they're taking their original content and taking it to the big screen now. Netflix is kind of like the big, big mistake. It is. Yeah. It is. And then lastly, you've seen where they, they signed a contract with uh, Adam Sadler to produce six movies for this right. guy. Six movies for this guy. Six movies for Sandler. I mean, so I, mean, I think one of them was actually enjoyable. Uh, the Do Over. The Do Over. Mm. Okay. They uh they did uh Ridiculous Six was first and that was uh ridiculously they terrible. The, they did the Cobbler too, which is disgustingly. That awful. was the Netflix original. I think so. I watched that one too. Unfortunately, I might be wrong, but I think it was an original. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. A, came right around. It came right around Ridiculous Six. I'm assuming it was. It was, it was before, yeah. like a year before. Oh, okay. I, I, I watched it thinking that it was about food. But it was so about you know, like cobbler, yeah, shoemaker, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like yeah. false advertising. Yeah, this isn't about like apple cobbler at all. It's like a cobbler, like shoe cobbler. Like, what the fuck is this? Um, but yeah, so I mean, is they're opening up, opening up the doors. Like that's the first time we've seen a contract like that for mm-hmm. someone to sign an exclusive contract through Netflix to release all of their movies through them. Yeah. So we haven't seen that through original content. Imagine through when that happens to people that are like amazing in filmmaking. That's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. And the the last original thing that's happened with them is um they're doing television shows that are released by the week. Yep. And instead of giving you all your content so you can engorge on it on one day, it's like they'll have something that's released every Monday or every Tuesday, every Wednesday. Right. They also have uh, a talk show called Chelsea. Chelsea Handler has her own talk show on Netflix that's right. released every week. I, I, that's what that is. Because mm-hmm. I saw a, a talk show by Chelsea, Chelsea Handler. Handler, yeah. Handler. And I was like, how the fuck are we going to do a talk show on Netflix? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's updated at one time. Yeah. I didn't know they were doing it weekly. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they took another step with the original content. Like, they, they just keep on going and going and going. Oh, well, fuck. I'm going to have to check that out now. Hell yeah. Um, I, I think we're about, we're over time. I'm just going to take another overtime <laughs> over the line. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take two, um, another minute to say, uh, genuinely Netflix original content, apart from it being amazing. The reason why it's amazing is because the, because the platform is so, you know, it permissive of new stuff. They're willing to try new things. They're willing to stray away from the platform and they're willing to listen to the people that are using the platform. And they, they, they do market research to make sure that they keep their content and their platform open to what the viewer wants. Uh, there was a new viewer, there was a recent study that said that if Netflix put up ads, 74% of people would drop Netflix. So, like, they, they continually want to keep the platform for consumers. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's absolutely commendable yeah. uh, for a multi-million dollar company like Netflix. Yep, That's insane. And I really, really do appreciate it. And I think that... Uh, Please keep supporting independent content on Netflix because the more that you support that, the more you tell the company that, hey, this is what we want, Mm -hmm. the more money they're willing to put into it, the higher that kind of content will be. Please, 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 please 
if you see a show that you fancy and it's on Netflix, watch it on Netflix. Especially if it's an original content on mm. Netflix. Watch it. Support it. Because these are the way that we get the shows that we want. Fuck the Avengers. I want more Jessica Jones, more interest, more House of Cards, more Arrested Development. Mm. That's what we need. We're growing stale. We're growing stale and Netflix is trying to get us out of it. Fucking listen. All right. That's it. Fuck. We'll be back with television <laughs> premieres. <laughs> All right, we're back. Chris, do your thing. Uh, the premieres. Uh, so the premieres for July the 12th through the 18th. Uh, the first thing that we got going on is Difficult People. It's a comedy that's going to be on Hulu starting on Tuesday, July the 12th. So if you're listening to the podcast the day that it comes out, that's today for you. Nice. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, Basically what it's about is uh, Caustic uh, Julie Klossner. Um, in a comedy that returns for the second series season that will feature guest appearances by Tina Fey, Nathan Lane, Julianne Moore, Joel McHale, Fred Armisen, John Mulaney, and more. Nice. So, I mean, Tina Fey, yeah. One of those people. John Na- Mulaney? Nathan Lane, yeah. Julianne Moore, what? I don't know who she is. Julianne Moore, she was in um, Children Children of Men. Okay. She was in, um, shit. I'm not going <laughs> to say. Yeah, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. She's in a lot, a lot of good stuff. Oh, uh, Don John. The, John? the movie with uh, oh, 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 Joseph with... Gordon Lovett. Okay, yeah. She was, um, she was, Scar- you know, Scarlett Johansson was a young, attractive one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julianne Moore was the other one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds bad, right? <laughs> Julianne. It's like I'm saying, like if, if I'm saying that Scarlett Johansson was young and attractive, so I guess I'm saying that Julianne Moore was old and ugly. But Did, no, that's not the case. You know what would be really funny? If like 50 episodes down the line, mm. we get the chance to bring Julianne into the show. Oh, that would be great. And this is the episode that she chooses to listen yes. to his reference. No, 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 she should go back and listen to like the one where I said women can't read or write. Like that would be more of a rally. Or where I was calling like the uh, the lady a bitch a few times and then exchange for a few niggas. Like, God, <laughs> we, are, we are on our way. Yeah. If she wants to go back and listen to some episodes, she can. <laughs> oh, also, yeah. John Mulaney mm. is an amazing. It's fucking hilarious. I, oh, yeah. I love John Mulaney. Hell yeah, super funny. Who else was in there? Uh, Fred Armisen. He yes. was on a Saturday Night Live. He's now on a show called Portlandia. Okay, really, really good guy. Um, but that's difficult. People is going to be on Hulu. It's listed as a comedy. That's coming out Tuesday, July the twelfth. Uh, the next show that's coming out is a favorite in my house right now. It uh, comes out Wednesday, July the 13th, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. I've seen so many commercials for Mr. Robot. It's, it's really, really good. But I heard, I saw, I've only seen commercials for the second season. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the full first season you can watch on On Demand and Hulu, okay. I believe now. And the second season is coming up on USA. Okay. So we've, we've, uh, me, and the, me and the lady, we watched the, uh, the full first season. Really, 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 really good. I okay. suggest watching that. Uh, but, um... That's Wednesday, July the 13th, Mr. Robot on USA at 10 p.m. Uh, this season is going to have Craig Robinson on it. Nice. Craig Robinson, um, a large black guy from uh, The Office, not Stanley. The, uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Stanley. He, he, <laughs> not Stanley. He, he was also in, um, in a movie called Miss March. Okay. Miss March is a super fun comedy that I, you should go watch this, this movie. Everybody go. should go watch this movie. In it, it has like this song that um I'm I have I have a girlfriend now but when I didn't there there was a song from Miss March that Craig Robinson actually sung produced everything mm-hmm. and it was in there and the name of the song is I'm a fuck a white bitch <laughs> and the lyrics of the the song are I'm a fuck a white bitch 
I'm a fuck I'm a white, white bitch. bitch. I'm a fuck a white bitch. I'm going to fuck a white bitch. I'm a fuck a white bitch. I'm a fuck a white bitch. I'm a fuck. I'm a fuck. I'm a fuck. I'm a fuck. I'm a fucker. I'm a fuck a white bitch. I'm a fuck a white bitch. Dramatic reading by Chris by Chris Lucky. So Craig Robinson, <laughs> Craig Robinson, the uh, the writer of "I'm a Fuck a White Bitch," he's, he'll be on Mr. Robot this season, as well as uh, Grace Grace Gummer and uh, Joey Badass. Joey Badass is a, a rapper, up upcoming rapper. He'll be on Mr. Robot this year too. Nice. So um, it'll be twelve episodes. That's coming out July the thirteenth, Wednesday on USA, ten p.m. Nice. Check that out. Uh, next is gonna be Wednesday. Also, check out Craig Robinson. I'm a fucking white bitch. I'm a fucking white bitch. You should. Down- it's on Spotify. <laughs> it is actually on Spotify. It's his his lead up single from I'm a fucking white bitch is "Suck on my dick while I fuck that ass." <laughs> the lyrics to that song go so- no. <laughs> it's the exact same. He just repeats it over and over. <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wednesday, July the thirteenth. Uh, suits, uh, suits. Uh, oh, suits! I remember suits. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. It's, it's still around, surprisingly. Nice. Because I, I seen the first two seasons uh, back when they um, basically there was like a young a young guy who pretended to go to uh, to Stanford or some Ivy League school, but he didn't mm-hmm. really go there just so he could become a lawyer. He ends up working with another lawyer that actually did go through everything the legit way, mm-hmm. and um, they they do lawyer stuff and then eventually the young guy gets found out that he really didn't graduate from Harvard or wherever. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a bummer. The um the trailers that I've seen recently he's in jail. Like they show him like getting his hair cut and everything so I'm like I guess he fucked all the way up now. Yeah. But um but that's that. It's okay. He learned how to do law. He can defend himself. Hey, you know what? That is right. <laughs> you know maybe he can defend his asshole. Yeah. Stop <laughs> <laughs> <Inside> the prison. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh well can you defend yourself. Um that's a uh, Wednesday July the 13th. Um, that's a drama listed on USA at 9 p.m. That's two shows on USA. So USA is a pretty good platform. They're, for shows. they're coming up. They're yeah. trying to do something here. Oh, ooh, Malcolm Jamal, Malcolm Jamal Warner is going to be in this season. If there's, it's their sixth season. Okay. Um, for most listeners that wouldn't know, Malcolm Jamal Warner played Theo Huxtable, the oh, son fuck of me, Bill. That's him. Yeah, he, the there son of Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show. Nice. Yeah. So uh, he's still working. That's really cool. Wednesday, July the 13th. Uh, the next one is going to be Friday, July the 15th, South by Southwest Comedy with Natasha Leggero. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like she, um, it's, uh, she, she's so different. She's so different. Like everything, her, she has a persona, just complete stage persona. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different from whoever she is in real life. Okay. You know, and I don't know if I would like to hang out with her real person, mm-hmm. but her stage person, her act is super funny. Okay. You know, so I mean, uh, that's that's gonna be on uh, Showtime at 10 p.m. Is that a stand? It's a stand up. Stand yeah. up. Uh, South by Southwest comedy. Showtime is doing stand up. Okay. Hmm? I didn't know they did stand up. South by Southwest. No, Showtime. I oh, Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you know what? That's always been HBO, HBO. or Comedy Central. For You're right. Yeah. You're exactly right on that. Hmm. Anyway, that is different. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, so who's who's the lady? Natasha. Natasha Leggero. Natasha Leggero. Yeah. Sound special on Showtime. On Showtime, and it's a comedy. She also has a uh, a show that I've been promoting hardcore called uh, Another Period. Okay. With uh, <laughs> her and uh, Ricky Lindholm, it's a really really good show. It's called Another Period. It's um it's a period piece. It's not about leaking vaginas. So I mean it's a <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it takes place. You know, <laughs> 
<laughs> a couple hundred years I, ago. I wonder if they walked into the pitch meeting. Like, I know the period. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. It's a whole it's bunch a, of women. I know it. No, it's not that. <laughs> it is not about bleeding vaginas. It's not. It is not. It is about time periods. Yes. It's another time period. That's yeah. fucking funny. Um, so that's, that's that show. Then, um, then lastly is Vice Principals. Nice. Uh, Vice Principals is a comedy that's going to be on HBO 10.30 p.m. Uh, it's from the creators of Eastbound and Down. You remember uh, Danny McBride? Yep. That, yeah, so um, he's going to... Danny McBride, he directed something that I was really, really happy with. Was mm-hmm. it Train Spotting? I wouldn't Danny think so. McBride? No? No? Mm. I'll look him up. I'll yeah. look him up later. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. But yeah, he's, um, he was in Eastbound and Down, so uh, now his new television show, Vice Principals, is going to be on uh, HBO at 10.30 p.m. Nice. This Friday, so. Uh, is that the second season? Or the first oh, this, season? this is the very first season. First season? Because I've heard about season. the show for a while. They've been talking about it for yeah, a while. Yeah, they've been marketing for ages. Hell yeah, they have. This show will run for 18 episodes across two seasons and then come to an end. Damn. Bill Murray is going to be making a cameo. Oh, Danny McBride. I don't know what that guy is. Mm-hmm. He's the, the other... Fat stoner that's not Seth Rogen. Is he? I guess. Yeah. This guy? Is the, the, that's Danny McBride. He's the, yeah, he's I never the, looked at him as a stoner, though. Uh, well, he's been in movies. I've seen him in movies with the. He's in Pineapple Express. That's the only one he's I in This think is of. the End. <laughs> Was he stoned in that? Uh, no, but he hangs out with Seth Rogen. Oh, so I like, God. No, so come on. <laughs> so I like to call him the stoner About that's not Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's I'll, like it's like all all like Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg. They're interchangeable. Yeah, it's like Seth Rogen and Danny McBride. They're like interchangeable fat stoners. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are fucking great. I love them. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, I'd, anyway, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine Danny McBride <laughs> smokes weed. Yeah, he absolutely smokes weed. I'd imagine he does. Yeah. It's just I don't. I just didn't know if he did or not. Like, He's I'd been in a couple of shows as a stoner. No, I mean, like, in real life, I mean, oh, like yeah. Seth Rogen, like, comes out and says, like, yes, I mean, it's not for the movies, I smoke weed, so I'm happy to call him a fat stoner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Danny McBride, I'm like, I didn't want to be, like, the type of, like, call him a fat stoner, and then it was, like, he's actually, like, super religious, never mm. smoked weed in his life, and does <laughs> He's a fat stoner. <laughs> yes. I can guarantee you he's a fat stoner. Good for you, Danny McBride. He's a McBride. fucking comedian that hangs out with Seth Rogen. They smoke weed together. Hell yeah. I fucking know it. I'll smoke some weed Also, with Seth Rogen and Jim Frankel, totally fucking each other. You think so? I totally. Why think would they so. not be fucking each other? I have no idea. They totally been inside each other. That's yeah. why their comedy is so good. It is. <laughs> it really is. Did you check out uh, the interview? After on, the uh, interview, that well. was when I was like, they're totally banging. Yeah, they're banging. <laughs> after after the uh, the bound to uh, Kanye video, <laughs> I was like, yeah, they've been fucking. They've been fucking. Totally been inside each other's business. Yeah. Uh, but that was it for uh, television premieres for this week. For movies, it's going to be a short week. Uh, we have the Ghostbusters. Oh shit, that comes out. The Ghostbuster. That goes. Do ghost you want to see the Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. But it's um it's listed at seventy seven percent fresh. Mm, no, that's Seven, gonna, that's a lie. Seventy seven percent fresh. That's a lie. Uh, well, okay, I can't say that's a lie. I haven't seen the fucking thing, yeah. but it's. I'm gonna go see the movie. I'm gonna go see the movie, and then I'm gonna talk about it. Okay. Yeah, that comes out when? Uh, that comes out this weekend, uh, July the fifteenth. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go watch that movie and then I'm gonna I go think talk you, about I it. think you should take, bring a kid to see that movie with you because uh, they're not no. making this movie for us. Uh, this, this movie is for the kids that are gonna they're gonna remake it again for them when they turn thirty. This like is for, a fair point. For a fifteen year old, this movie might be good, but for anybody outside of that, it's not a movie that should come back with respect. I saw, for. I saw a dude that saw, there was a dude that broke the embargo for review, mm-hmm. and he was not happy with the movie. I bet he wasn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet it's he just wasn't. like I like the fact that they brought female Ghostbusters, and I like the fact that they they want to give young girls a yep, hero. Yep. But fucking do it right, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking my daughter to see it. Like I said, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. I'm glad they brought the women in, but I don't. I'm not going into it thinking that I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think really the the two people that I enjoy out of that cast is uh, Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. and the other lady, the crazy one. Uh, Leslie something. Leslie like something. all of them are crazy though. Yeah, well the the one with the guns and Kristen Wiig. The, the one that you know in the trailer when she's Melissa like McCarthy? No, no, the one where she's like next to a wig and she like licks a gun in the trailer. You know what I'm talking I'm about? Watching the trailer. She's kinda psychotic. She's like a weird fucking crazy character. Um she's really fun. Yeah. That's she's the one I like uh Chris and Wig and those and they those, I like them from other things. Yeah. I, I, mean, I just can't I just, I just can't take Melissa McCarthy seriously. There's only there's only one well the Melissa McCarthy there's only two of them I do like. It's Le- Leslie and uh and Kristen. Leslie's the black one, right? Yeah, that's the one I like. Uh Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. I don't I like know, Kristen Wig and Kate McKinnon. I don't know much about Kate McKinnon. Uh neither do I, but I've seen her faces. She was in Ted Two, she's in Saturday Night Die the, uh, Saturday Night Life. Mm. She's in Family Guy, she's been in Ghostbusters, Mm-mm. Finding Dory. Mm-mm. I need her face. Yeah. Oh, do you don't know her face? Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, what her, has her face been in the, on television? Like, not uh, voice acting. I don't know, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. For anyone out wondering, I showed my phone to Chris. Yeah. Um, like, what has she done any face work? Uh, no, she's mostly a voice actress. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know her for yeah. anything, then. no. Um, but I really I really like her. I think she looks interesting I don't in terms of, like, what she can bring to the movie. Um, I, just, I, just, I just can't take McCarthy seriously. Mm. Yeah, McCarthy and Leslie, I can't take him seriously. Leslie, she's so over the top yeah. that I haven't. Um, I'm going to give her another year. McCarthy has been doing this for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Leslie just came out like just burst onto the scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her another year before I'm tired of her like Kevin Hart. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm, I, I just get tired of anybody. I mean, I get tired of oversaturation. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. anybody that you're throwing in my face constantly, I'm tired of. No matter how good you are. Yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate. Uh, for me, Leslie, like I'm glad that she came out and and it's now doing her thing. I'm yeah. glad that she's in the scene now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, every episode I see ever of Saturday Night Night Live doesn't make me laugh. It's not your brand of comedy. Yeah, it's no. really not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it, it upsets me because I like I want to support her for being like a black female comedian. Yeah. Because that's kind of cool, mm. but then I don't laugh at her jokes, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm no, conflicted. I'm, there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's so many different brands of comedy, like, because, mm. I mean, I, I grew up, like, in black culture, so it's like, mm-hmm. I get the jokes because I was there, right. but they don't necessarily connect with my sense of humor so much. Okay, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I get it, like, oh, that's real, that really does happen in the black family. That really <laughs> does, people really do act like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, guess that's how I feel yeah. when I see a Hispanic comedian yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, it's not funny, but yeah, it happens. But that does happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That makes but, sense. But that's, uh, that's Ghostbusters. That's coming out this weekend. Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and everybody else that we just named. Mm-hmm. We just gave it a glowing review, so go check that Absolutely. bullshit out. It's, it's, it's going to be a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is uh, The Infiltrator with uh, Brian Cranston and Diane Kruger. Yep. That movie sounds. I just like Cranston. I love Brian Cranston. Yeah, he's fucking great. Love some Brian Cranston. I, I would honestly, I haven't watched Trumbo. It's on my list, but. Do you know who has a Trumbo poster in their house? Fuck yeah, you do. That's me. You want to know why you got that poster? How? Because Jonathan gave it to me to give it to you? Let me tell you something about Jonathan. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Jonathan. This motherfucker went around flaunting his goddamn Pikachu. <laughs> you see this shit? This motherfucker got a Pikachu, pulled out his Pikachu, so everybody could see this waving around everywhere. Like, oh, I got a Pikachu. This motherfucker. You know where he caught that fucking Pikachu? Where? He was in a bar. Get 
the piece of shit was in a bar and he got a Pikachu. And it was like, he told me that it was like a bunch of Pidgeys and Rotatas. Mm-hmm. And they went like, Pidgey, Pidgey, Rotatas. Oh my God, Pikachu. They better be glad there is not a battling system right now because I would have whooped that ass <laughs> and took that goddamn Pikachu. He doesn't like, deserve the Pikachu. Fucking great Pikachu. You know what? I yeah. hope, I hope, Jonathan, I hope you go to sleep one night and you wake up with a Raichu. That's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hope. <laughs> I hope you go to sleep one night with your, with your goddamn Pikachu and you wake up to a big fat ass Raichu sitting there doing nothing. That is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. And I'm dropping the mic. That's it, Jonathan. Fuck you. Goddamn it. Like, I need that shit at, at, at 12 o'clock at night. I'm sitting here trying to catch all the goddamn Pokemon and shit that I see this shit. <laughs> that's, the funny, that's the funniest goddamn thing. Fucking insane. <laughs> is there any more movies? That is, that's all the movies. That's I'm it. I'm glad we ended on that note. <laughs> yeah, that is it. Go, 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 see, go see Ghostbusters. Brian Cranston is great. Fuck you, Jonathan. And yeah. <laughs> You wake up to a fucking right. Oh my god. Yeah. Ah, could you imagine if that happened in the show? Like a fast went to sleep oh. and suddenly Raichu was next to him? He'd like have a seizure. He'd flip all the way out. I he think he'd kill himself. He would. He might. Yeah. He may. He'd just pull out a fucking pokeball and bash himself over the head with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you for watching. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the For Films Like Podcast. You yes. can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at underscore FFS Podcast. Yep. Uh, you can talk to us on SoundCloud. You mm-hmm. can look at us on iTunes mm-hmm. uh, Podcast app, on the Google Play Music app. Yes. And recently, I've made a Facebook page mm-hmm. under For Films Sake, which you can Fan find page. and you can com- you can communicate with us. Yes. You, it's, you can post whatever you want. And you can talk to us. Please, like penises? You can talk about anything like you the, want. Can they post penises if they like? They could. I mean, I Facebook's going to report them for nudity, oh, I guess, oh. but they could, all theoretically. Right. All right. Post so all the, the dicks. Just post just, the dicks. Just post the dicks. Yeah, just, just put the dicks, dicks on there. Yeah, just do that. There's some <laughs> asshole that puts a picture of George Bush and Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can find us in all of those places now. We are in Facebook, Twitter, iTunes Podcast app, yep. SoundCloud, Google Play Music. Yes. That's a fucking mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. But we're all over Speaking there. Speaking of dicks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, all right, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> the greatest thing about Facebook is we can organize events, and we're going to try to get some of those going yeah. eventually to try to talk to the crowd and communicate with people. Yeah, yeah. And thank you guys so much for the continued support. I mean, last week, I know we're over time, but last week, uh, our episodes statistically we didn't have any episode that fell under two plays for last week and we have 23 24 episodes right now mm. so like 17 plays for the whole week continuously mm. for every day that is incredible with 600 total listens mm-hmm. that is incredible thank you guys so 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 much for the support yeah we appreciate it and we will pay back forward as content creators Hell yeah. down the line. for sure so thank you so much bye Late. see you motherfuckers